I want to welcome everyone here today to this Agape Christian Fellowship meeting. Today we are going to look at probably the most uncomfortable part um, of the book of Revelation. I think this is what troubles people the most, some people. So today we will look at why. Why does God's wrath come? We know that there will be a time when his wrath is poured out upon this earth. But why? Why does that wrath come upon his people? We know that our God, he's known as being love. And we are his children. So why would God release horrible consequences upon this earth, especially if, as we have discovered, some Christians may not leave, may not be evacuated in the rapture? The chapters of Revelation between the last trumpet and the vials or bowls of wrath, whichever interpretation you have, these chapters may help us understand God's wrath as we examine them to understand our Father's ways and the ways of our kingdom, which is heaven. It begins, let's begin with a little warning here today. We have, we began this entire series by establishing a timeline using what Jesus said about Daniel's prophecy being connected to his second coming. This was from our Lord's point of view. What he said about the tribulation set everything else up into place. In order to place the seals and trumpets in the revelation or in revelations within the timeline, it was necessary to begin by looking at what was prophesied about the world. That's in Revelation 11. Israel, that's Revelation 12. And Satan, that's Revelation 13. Each of these chapters describes events that will take place during Daniel's week. The description is given after the final trumpet, which we now know happens at the end of that week where the bride of Christ is removed from the earth. In other words, John, as he's witnessing these things, he's shown when the, what will occur for this week, Daniel's week. And then he's shown what the world is going to be doing, what Israel is going to be doing, and what Satan is, go, is doing upon the earth during that week. The next event John witnesses, we have discussed when we looked at the, who the 144,000 are, the Jewish believers anointed for God's purpose. They are commissioned after the sixth seal and before the trumpets. Their fate is seen after the last trumpet, when miraculously all 144,000 are in heaven. 
this is yet another confirmation that the rapture happens at the seventh and final trumpet. Then John sees some additional events which will have repercussions on the earth. Let's talk about the three angels and the dire warning from our Father in heaven. Revelation 14, 6 through 7. This is just after we see the fate of the 144,000 as they are in heaven with our Lord. And it says, I saw another angel fly in the middle of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to them that dwell on the earth and to every nation, every kindred and every tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him. For the hour of his judgment is come and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of water. The first of three angels appears and speaks to people on a spiritual level after that final trumpet. When all the 144,000 and you see also Christians before the throne of God, they're up there in heaven. This message is a warning to all mankind. The more precise meaning of the word translated fear is to reverence, to venerate, to treat with deference or reverential obedience. That's what this word fear is talking about in this portion of the Bible. We know it is the right interpretation of this word, because the word fear can have many interpretations, including to be afraid of. But we know that this is what is being spoken of because of the, of the phrase, give glory, follows it. So that, that giving of glory to God is what you do when you venerate somebody. The announcement of the hour of judgment means that the Christians who are left on the earth at this time should know, should be aware. They're hearing in the spirit, the, the angels announcing that God is pouring out his wrath because judgment is coming upon the earth. Revelations 14.8, reading right along in the book of Revelation, it says, and there followed another angel saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The second angel addresses what is happening with the world. Babylon is a city upon the earth. How, would it, how it falls is discussed in chapter 18. So until then, we will just note that since this great city is making all nations drink of fornication, that's sin, that this means that there's something that is going to impact the um, economic structure of the world. It will change at this point in the timeline. The third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, if any man worship the beast and his image and receive the mark on his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire, with brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb. 
and the smoke of their torment ascends up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith in Jesus. Wow. That, I know that was a lot, but that was a speech that needed to be given all together so you could get the impact of it. This third angel, he warns the world not to come into agreement with Satan and what he's doing. We've seen this warning in chapter 11 where the enemy's plans are revealed. This mark the mark of the beast seems to begin somewhere after the middle of the tribulation. Perhaps the full persecution begins to take place at this point. Up until now, maybe the mark was taken by choice. Perhaps here is when the whole, the entire world will be required to have it or be killed. Because it ends with, here's the patience of the saints. Here are they who keep the commandments of God and the faith in Jesus. Because we see this part in this scripture, this is further confirmation that there will be some of those who follow Jesus on the earth as this happens. The pattern of these three angel angels are very familiar. It's exactly what we saw addressed in chapters 11, 12, and 13. We must take these warnings seriously if we do not want to be caught in God's wrath. We cannot take the mark of the beast. We cannot worship the mark of the beast, or we cannot worship the beast. Remember, we discussed how those things might, may come about, most likely will come about in previous times so we won't go there today but one thing is very clear we can't do either of these or the consequences will be severe instead of focusing on what they are and how we take them and how we worship let's focus on the new information these actions will lead to eternal torment the pronoun, a, a pronoun, is used with e each action in the second half of this verse. It says, who worship and whoever receives. This indicates that either one of these actions will lead to the same punishment because it's clearly addressing each individual person who does either one of these we finally have a clear indication up until now it could have been only if you did both but here we see that it is either or if you do either of these your fate is the same we must do as this angel urges keep the commandments of god that means remain in god's ways and the faith in the Lord Jesus, who is the Christ. Revelations 14, 13 says, And I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, 
right? Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from now on. Yes, said the spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. The first angel began by saying, fear God. We must fear him more than we fear man. This means when we know that something is opposed to our God and his commandments, we choose God, even in the face of death. Remember in Matthew 10, 28, our Lord said, do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both the soul and body in hell. When we look at what's happened so far, we know that God has given an ample warning. We know that when we see the Antichrist appear in mid-tribulation and stop the sacrifices and declare himself to be God, we know at what point in time we are. We also know that the mark will appear at that time and will be unable to buy or sell without it. We must not take that mark, even if it means our very lives. And remember, this is talking about um, a time after the rapture, after the seventh trumpet as well. So after that time, it may sound grim, but death will actually be a blessing. In Revelation 20, verse 4, it says, And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and the word of God, and which did not worship the beast, neither his image, neither had received the mark on their foreheads or their hands. We get to heaven through the sacrifice of Jesus. However, it's clear but in this passage in Revelation that our works follow us, meaning that our station in heaven will be determined by what is done here on earth. The New Testament tells us, James 12 or 2, 17 in the English Standard Version, so also faith by itself, it, if it does not have works, is dead. Revelation 19, 8 urges us, tells us about the bride and then says she has been given the finest of pure white linen to wear for the for the fine linen represents the good deeds of God's holy people did you know that you can be saved and not have the bridal dress I didn't until, until studying revelation I was shocked how oh, if you haven't heard that message it's in the revelation series and the Lord took me to heaven and showed me that there are Christians who do not have the wedding dress. They'll be guests and not the bride. Our salvation, our entrance into heaven, is, comes through our faith in Jesus. However, we should have works to go with that faith. Our works on earth will still be counted to our credit. For those who are left on earth after the rapture, this is great news. Even if they miss the rapture. If they will work for God's kingdom, if they will 
find and hear from the Lord and do what the God is saying, they can still have rewards in heaven and make it to heaven. We will talk more about the different stations or positions in heaven when we talk about the thousand-year reign, because Revelation does have some more information on that. The next scene John witnesses should be read all together. It is a bit long, but it paints a picture that should not be interrupted. So let's begin today. We're reading Revelation 14, 14 through 20 in the American King James Version. And I looked and behold a white cloud and on the cloud sat one like to the son of man, having his head, having on his head a golden crown and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, thrust in your sickle and reap for this is, for the time has come for you to reap. The harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his th sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, and he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the altar, which had the power over fire, and cried with a loud voice to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of grape, uh, clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city, and the blood came out of the winepress, even to the horse, horse's bridle, by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. Because we see that it sat the one on the cloud like to the Son of Man, this means that it isn't actually Jesus. And because another angel was directing him what to do, well, does anyone tell Jesus what to do other than God? So this is not the Lord. I apologize for the capitals in this um, section. This is actually just an angel. We see several angels doing the bidding of the Lord. The harvest is the harvest of souls for the kingdom of heaven because it is clusters from the vine. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches bearing fruit. This is John 15, 5. Those who miss the rapture on earth will be on earth before the wrath of God. Before the wrath is poured out, there's going to be a time where the Christian's blood will be spilled. But it is a rich harvest that it's the result of everything that's come before. The, they are finally ripe and ready. They're going to stand and give their lives for the kingdom, for the witness, the testimony of our Lord. So much blood will be spilt that is several feet deep for 200 miles um, is the distance they're talking about here because a furlong is one eighth of a mile. 
because this is done outside the city, it refers, this refers to Jerusalem or the heavenly, heavenly Jerusalem where God sat on his throne. It may be that city that's being to talk, talked about. This may indicate that access to God and, and Jerusalem will be limited for those who do not go in the rapture. So now we see that wrath is on its way. And before it happens, there's going to be a big calamity for God's people. There's going to be a testing time, a time when they will need to stand strong. Why does this happen? So many have asked, how could a loving God do let this happen to his people? Well, if you read the Old Testament, you'll find out why. But first, let's look to the New Testament. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given for the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. This is from our New Testament after Jesus came, after he died. This is from Paul instructing the new leader, the young leader, Timothy. When we follow Paul's advice and look at the, the scriptures, and the scriptures he was referring to is the Old Testament, then it's easy to see a decided trend in the stories of God, God's people. You see it over and over again. Our loving father, would let them continue in sin for a certain period of time. He would send correction and, and prophets and things like this to try and get them to turn from their path. But when they didn't, when they continued in sin, eventually consequences would come. Sometimes it was hundreds of years later. Several verses in the New Testament seem to contradict this aspect of God that we see in the Old Testament. So many people think there's a God of the Old Testament and a God of the New, that our God under Jesus is somehow different than the God in the Old Testament. So let's look at one of these scriptures very closely. Romans 4 verse 5 says, however, to the one who does not work, but trust God who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited to them as righteousness. Well, see, at first glance, this seems to say that it doesn't matter what you do. You don't have to work for God. You don't have to do anything. That it's your faith in Jesus that is all you need. That's what many people say. But we must look and consider the topic Paul is addressing. This is to the Jewish people who wanted to continue working for their righteousness as they did under the law of Moses. They wanted to make sacrifices. They wanted to do things their own way. We should not apply this verse to anything but salvation, the entry fee into heaven. And this is confirmed as we continue reading this chapter. Romans 4.13 this is the Amplified Classic version for the promise to Abraham or his posterity. 
that he should inherit the world did not come through observing the commands of the law, but through the righteousness of faith. The Greek word dikonios is translated righteousness. It means a state that is acceptable to God. Before Jesus, only God's people could be in right relationship with him through the yearly sacrifice of an animal. Without that sacrifice, they'd go to hell instead of heaven. The eternal destination of each person was the singular curse of the law, which we are redeemed from when we take Jesus as Lord. It is this state of righteousness that is referred to when it says, through Jesus, we are righteous. So whenever you see a statement about our righteousness, look to the entire chapter or perhaps two surrounding it and see what the topic is. It will be our eternal salvation, our end destination, our ability to communicate with God as his child. The wrath of God is coming because of sin, just like it came in the Old Testament. Because the world has continued to sin and is, will be can, even worse in the coming years. Especially once Christians start being slaughtered, which they are in some places, but it will be worldwide. The New Testament addresses sin in the lives of Christians. Romans 616 in the Amplified Classic says, do you not know that if you continually surrender yourselves to anyone to do his will, you are the slave of him whom you obey, whether that to be sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness? Satan is the author of sin. When we sin and continue in that sin, refusing to let it go, we are surrendering to him. This is one of many scriptures in the New Testament. After Jesus left the earth, after he was crucified, that urges us to leave sin behind because it gives Satan access to our lives. Our sin, one accidental sin, cannot cause us to lose our righteousness, our right standing with God, our relationship with him as his child. In many cases, we still go to heaven, but that sin can give the enemy access to us. Our Lord told us what to do if we really love him. John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. We don't learn God's ways. How do we know what the Lord is commanding us to do? God's people, the Hebrews in the Old Testament, didn't stop being God's people when they destroyed, when, he, when they disobeyed him. When they refused to remove sin, they had idols, they were doing all kinds of bad things. Well, God turned them over to their enemies until they repented, until they turned from that sin and cried out to him. God will be placing the world in Satan's hands. During the time of the seals and the trumpets, we see him riding into power. It will be a time of great hardship and attacks upon Christians. This is to give us an opportunity to repent, to turn away from that sin. 
to become right with God so we can escape in the rapture. When that doesn't happen, if that doesn't happen for a person, then they will be caught in God's wrath. Revelation 15.1 says that I saw another sign in heaven, a marvelous, great and marvelous, seven angels having the last seven plagues. For in them is filled up the wrath of God. This flows in Revelation from where we took off. This is the next thing, thing that is seen. There are seven plagues referred to elsewhere as the vials or bowls of wrath. Between the mark of the beast and the vials of wrath, there'll be a time for Christians to make a decision. which we see the result of next in Revelation. Revelation 15, two verses, uh, verses two and four. And I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire and them that had gotten victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass having harps of God and they sing a new song of Moses, the servant of God. And, they, and the song of the lamb saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, you King of saints. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you, are you only are holy. For all nations shall come and worship before you. For your judgments are made manifest. This is why it says that death is a good option. This is why it says that those who die will receive the rewards, the rewards of their work, their work will follow them. This is why it says blessed are those who die. They wind up here before the throne, able to worship God. Revelation 15, 5 and 8, as we continue reading, it says, and look, and after that, I looked and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened and the seven angels came out of the temple, having the seven plagues clothed in pure and white linen, having upon their breasts girded with golden girdles. And one of the four beasts gave to the seven angels, seven golden vials full of the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no man was able to enter into his temple till the seven plagues were fulfilled. Once God's wrath begins, his temple is closed. That means no access to him at all until that wrath is complete. There was limited access before. If there was something going on outside the city, well, now, well, now there's none those left on earth during the wrath of God. With this information, we can now place a new item on our timeline, which may cause us to adjust our timetable of events in the future. For now, we know that there is a time where 666, the mark of the beast, will be required or there will be death. And blessed is he who gives his life during this time, who stands strong for the gospel and the kingdom of God. He who dies in the Lord at this time will have a reward. And then, 
And then comes the wrath. Now, something was made very, very clear to me, and it was only made today. So I don't have the full notes here today. <laughs> Going off script as again, as it, as it were. The Lord began speaking to me today about why this is revelations according to his point of view. That does seem like a bit of a boast on the surface for who could know the mind of Christ. But the Lord has shown me where to start. We started by looking at what he said about the tribulation. And if you notice through this series, the Lord keeps during certain messages and even some their own complete messages, sends these hmm, visions, these, ah, what, what do we say about this? These words unto you of hope, of love. You see, that is his point of view. His point of view are what you see him giving through this series. He had another message for you today that I wasn't quite sure what to do with. I wasn't sure why it was happening. After completing this message, which had a quite dark and quite huh, sad, a little bit fearful, you know, <laughs> um, I had an interesting visit with our Lord in the secret place. So as I meditate and focus on him and worship him, this vision comes into my mind. And I was with our Lord and we were doing a fast paced tango. Are you familiar with that dance? It is commonly thought as the lover's dance. So you'd think it would be appropriate with the Lord. It is filled with precise, quick, flamboyant movements. And we were doing them all. <laughs> but then I researched the word tango. And it actually was originally tambo. And it came from around the River Plate Basin back in the 1789. And it was referred to, it referred to the musical gatherings of slaves. Hmm. So as we continued this dance very fast, I didn't have time. I couldn't look him in the eyes and his face seemed really set. And I was like, what is going on? So I tested the spirits because I was wanting to make sure it was my Lord. And I said, do you confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh? And he answered in the usual way, affirming that it was him. So I said, why are we not waltzing? This is so strong and so fast. It's a bit harsh. It really wasn't what I was expecting in the secret place. With the next step, we began to waltz, gently floating, floating. I was floating in his arms, responding to the barely perceivable pressure of his guidance. Oh, this is so much better. I breathed a sigh of relief to, as I thought towards him. Then the Lord began to explain. Many wish to dance with me, but they set the pace of the tango. In the guise of love, they 
they rush to perform one task and then the next. That is the way they see walking or dancing with me. I was a bit surprised by this information. I asked, we determine the pace, not you? Aren't you leading? And he said, I can only give them what they allow me to. With his words, I could sense his desire to take his bride into his arms to waltz as if floating on a cloud. I leaned into him, resting my head on his shoulder and said, my love, it is the gentleness of the waltz that the rest in you that I desire, it refreshes my heart and it reveals your love for me. I believe that our Lord chose this specific moment to reveal the tango. Even though time is short and there are many unpleasant events coming, we must continue to rest in the Lord. If we see ourselves only as slaves, only working hard to show him how much we love him, then we're missing out on the best part. It is the gentle embrace as we rest in him that he desires to give us. Please keep this in mind when we discuss the vials of wrath next. That is our message for this week. I'm so glad you were able to join us. I hope, I pray the Holy Spirit has brought to your heart understanding about why the wrath comes. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this message today. Holy Spirit, you are the teacher and the guide along the way. Forgive me if I have missed what you have to say. So I release them unto you now. I place each one in your hands, Holy Spirit, until the work is done. In the name of Yeshua, Hamashiach. Amen. Now, do we have any questions today about why wrath comes, about anything that was said here today? Do the Feast of Trumpets mentioned in Revelation correlate with the trumpets of Rev in Revelation? How do we know which is the last trumpet that is mentioned in Corinthians, where it is? I know that I mentioned in this message that the seventh trumpet is the final trumpet and is where the rapture will happen. That message is part of the final trumpets and is located in that message. In order to have the full understanding and how everything is placed together and why we come up to these conclusions, it is really necessary to go through the Revelation series step by step. That's the reason why the Lord had us do it this way, to set the foundation. For this reason, we are gonna be dividing the Revelation course up into sections. We will have the first eight messages as a timeline, establishing the timeline. And then the next set for the seals and the trumpets, including the final one. And then the last set for all the little additional parts of Revelation. 
and you'll have to complete one set before going on to the next. This is because without that information, it'll be just like this question here. You'll be like, huh? Where did we learn that? What? What? You know, I don't how do how do you know that? You know, because we've already established that in prior teachings. So we want you to be able to, to walk through it step by step and see that build upon each other. So I won't go into the full details of why, <laughs> why we um, uh, make that, why we know that is when the rapture will happen, why that is the final trumpets, what it has to do with the feast of trumpets, because all of that information has been talked about in several messages. I would have to go over the information for many different messages. And I want you to see it in the word of God. I want you to lay your eyes on the scripture. I want the Holy Spirit to be able to move with that scripture, that word of God. And so that you know, that you know, this is truth. You know, this is right. And that only happens with the fullness of the word of God. We have to look at the entire Bible together. It's funny. I took a picture and I might share it um, on Facebook. It was a picture of a back of a truck. And it had three segments for the windows and it had some writing on it and it had their name in three different parts and their phone number in the three different windows when i first saw it it was hard to understand i was like it, because i was reading it straight down with each independent section it was only when i read it all together all the way across the top that it made sense that it was their name and phone number the Bible is like that, especially Revelation. It's at the end of the Bible. You have to really correlate it together with the Old Testament and the New Testament and the rest of the book of Revelation. If you don't read it all together and, and let it work together, it doesn't form the complete picture and it lends to misunderstanding, which is why we have a very long, very long course being established on the book of Revelation. But thank you for your question, Beatrice, because it does point out exactly what people need to know. That it cannot be understood piece by piece. You cannot go to the class that talks about Wormwood and just see why and where it occurs through that one class. You have to look at the rest of the classes before it and probably some after to place it exactly in the timeline. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time of fellowship today. There is so much going on in the world. We need the company of, of believers, like-minded believers more than ever. So we thank you for bringing us together. We thank you for granting us encouragement and strength through fellowshipping with one another. Holy Spirit has been my desire my endeavor to listen to you throughout this meeting so that the wisdom of God can come forth. But if I have missed it in any way, I do ask Holy Spirit for you to forgive me and restore to me and those gathered right and godly wisdom. I place each person in your hands for you are the teacher and the guide and our best friend. I thank you for speaking loudly to them Oh, Holy Spirit, grant them mercy. I stand in agreement with the blood that cries out for mercy. Let them know when they're pressing through that thorny hedge. Let's pray that prayer. That's what you're wanting me to do. Bless you 
and keep you today. Holy Spirit, all those who are gathered here today, should they press through that thorny hedge, let them know. Speak loudly to them. Guide them. Help them to remain, to be kept close to the Father where he can bless them. I pray this, Father, and I stand in agreement with the blood that cries out for mercy. This is a great mercy from you. I thank you for that today. For I ask for mercy for those gathered here today. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, amen. Until next week, may God bless you and keep you all. Shalom.